in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. What's going on, Pop Samurai fans? Welcome back to another uh, great podcast called Pop Aficionados, where we sit down and kind of focus, hyper-focus on a pop culture subject, topic, thing, and just really talk it out, past, present, uh, future talk, and just have some fun with it. I'm your host, Jelani Hoon, along with host... Joel Peparaki. And special guest... Will Washkun. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to be here. For the folks out there, they know me, they know Joel. Uh, for the people who are just introduced to you, because it's probably you're saying this is your first podcast ever. That is true. Oh, man. We're, we're really getting... We're bringing people in. We're enveloping them yes. into, into us. Part of the community now. Correct. One of us. One of <laughs> oh, us. God. All right. So uh, can you give the people a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing that people don't know about me because I'm, you know, completely <laughs> anonymous. But uh, my name is Will and I, uh, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a big uh, board game fan. I do some uh, volunteering for Alderac Entertainment Group. Uh, they've sent me to some conventions. I've run some demos over at 42, uh, 42 Ale House, that is, local. I forget, you know, some people might not be so local uh, to the Milwaukee scene. Um, I write software for a living. I drink a whole lot of beer, and I have some fun. Nice. Uh, fandoms. What are your favorite fandoms? Yeah, uh, so this is, it's odd to, like, pin down because I I don't prescribe to many of the big ones, but... Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, a Star Wars geek, so there's probably my most common. Uh, I love zombies. Um, I'm big into Marvel comics. Um, and then, uh, like I said, gaming, uh, fighters, things like that. Nice. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on this special episode here where we, where we get into some tabletop gaming. Uh, we're going to leave the D&D and roleplay games for another time because... That we could spend another whole day of talking about if we wanted to as well. So let's separate the role play and focus on board, card, any type of tabletop uh, gaming. And uh, our aficionado here is Will, as we brought him in. Specially, special, special ops for us here. Special order. So, yeah. uh, Amazon two-day shipping. Yes. <laughs> and I got so, here just in time. Yeah. So let's start in the past, way, way back, way, way back in ancient Egypt when the first board game was created. Um, That's true, on, on papyrus. Exactly. I looked this up on <laughs> Wikipedia, it's, so it's got to be true. <laughs> yeah, <Perfect>. exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, so the earliest board game uh, dates back to ancient Egypt, right? And from there, we're here now, and we have uh, crazy card games, not just chess and checkers and... Monopoly, we have really great titles um, that not only go into different pop culture fandoms like sci-fi, horror. If you want a zombie board game, there's one. If you want a, an army, sci-fi army in the future uh, fighting each other, yeah, you got that. You want Star Wars? There's Star Wars. Yeah. There's plethora of Star Wars board games. There's oh, yeah. a board game for almost everything out there now. And uh, I see it now kind of coming more and more into the zeitgeist. Right, uh, it has grown a lot um, from back in the day when I was a wee little lad. Oh, and, I uh, all I ever played back in the day was, like I just said, chess, checkers, yeah, Monopoly. Yeah. I, I I didn't know that this that this thing would 
be what it is today. Um, yeah, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of uh, nuance now in the market. We've got all sorts of different flavors. We've got varying depths. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've got everything from your simple party games where you're just throwing cards down and being judged by your friends to, uh, you know, stuff that can take you hours or even days. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, the long duration ones. There's yeah, a lot of those. absolutely. I mean... I think uh, we all know someone who's probably wasted too much of their life on Axis and Allies or something like that. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Uh, Joel, what about you? Back in the day, let's talk about Wee Joel back in ancient Egypt. How right. are you feeling about him? Milton Bradley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Milton Bradley. <laughs> I, you know, I, I loved, uh, for some reason, I was drawn to Mousetrap. Like, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, God, that. yeah. Yeah, mouse yeah, trap yeah exactly. Yes. Um, you know, there were games like Monopoly, um, but Mousetrap, that was fun because you kind of set up a, a whole, uh, what, what do you call it? It's like a Rube Goldberg almost. Yep. Um, and the, the point of it was just to not get caught as the mouse, but um, you just kind of would go around the board and do different uh, little uh, rolling of dice to try to see if you could uh, make your way around it without getting trapped. So it was pretty fun. But uh, the other types of games that I liked were a little bit more strategy. So there was a game called Stratego as well. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and the more you think about it, the more you're going to be like, oh, I've played that game. Oh, I've played that game. <laughs> you know, and I have to say Milton Bradley, Bradley did a good job <laughs> making a variety of like basic entertainment games for anything from like didn't they even have like pickup sticks or uh they have, all, yeah they had like very all of those like types of games and any type of any type of title you could think of you know dog <laughs> takes a poop here yeah, 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 exactly. has got it for you <laughs> exactly. yeah but that you know Come those I, to the corner store i'm thinking about it from a, I know that there were definitely tabletop games at the time that were a little bit more uh in depth but uh I would venture to say that when we were all younger here, they were not of the caliber that they are today. I think that's fair to say. Um, I mean, just the way we think about making games and the business of it and who our audience is and how we distribute and how we even, you know, raise funds to produce the games, it's all really taken a huge step forward, Mm -hmm. you know, just in the last generation. Mm -hmm. Um, So back in the day, you'd have a giant game like your, you know, Axis and Allies, where there's a ton of, you know, thought process and a ton of money that goes into making a game like that. And it shows because it's huge and, you know, sprawling and you'll spend a lot of time on it. Um, But it's a very niche market to the point where you're just, you know, looking for at that time, maybe history nuts or... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people who were um, interested in sort of the uh, servicemen's uh, experience, things like that. Um, yeah. Like b- back in the day, for me, like the most complicated game I ever got into was Risk, which is sure. similar, yeah. which is similar yeah. right? Yeah. Very similar, I, I, yeah. And like while it was it was a cool game, it was mm-hmm. great, it, it's still, you could tell, very niche market. And, it, and, and the, it was built for a specific person in mind, like a history buff or something like that. And yeah, uh, eventually it was like, cool, little, a bunch of little mini army men. <laughs> let's, let's play, you know? Um, but, but now it's sort of started to find you, its audience for each of the different. Exactly. There's, there's genres. a, there's a sub genre for every sub genre. If oh, you're looking yeah. at it. And, as as we point out, like the games we used to play back in the day, you can find 
you could probably trace back a game that's present day and trace it back of how it evolved from that game. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. exactly. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the games like that happen. Like um, one of my favorite games that I've played uh, presently, um, it's called King of Tokyo, right? Of course. And this is one where you just you each player is a kaiju monster and everyone's rolling dice to beat the other monsters to become King of Tokyo, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's a key kind of like uh, premise of the game, but. If you boil it, boil it down. It's essentially Yahtzee. Right? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's essentially yeah. Uh, Tokyo Monster Yahtzee, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of games like that where you can trace it back if you really, really look hard, you know, enough. And some of them are very obscure, but some of them, like you can see, it's like, yeah, that's where they got the mechanic from for this. It evolved from something back in the day. Um, well, I'll just uh, can I interject and say, what about card games? Because did you uh, will we? Are we able to discuss magic? Because that's yes, something that yes, kind of popped yes. up when we were all probably yes. pretty young as well. Yes. Sure. There's, um, a, there's the whole Pokemon craze. And yeah, exactly. Craze and exactly. Of exactly. course, magic has been around, I, I mean, before I've been, <laughs> before I was alive. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I, I think that that one, you know, to talk about something that um, took, I guess we're not going to go too far into like any RPGs or anything like that, but um, to take it to a different level and then also adding collecting and developing your own um, decks and things like that. That that really, I, the way I saw that when I first played it was like, wow, this is a completely different world of games. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is. And, and uh, while I never, I never personally jumped into magic. What about you, Will? Did you jump into magic? Yeah, I've done some magic. Uh, I think I would upset people with my uh, depth of magic. I mostly just play against my little brother because he's uh, he's easy pickings. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> the card game craze was always very hard for me to grasp onto besides just collecting and like they look great. You know, mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's besides that actually playing the game never interests me really. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get what I call or what they're called deck builder games yes. that are everything's in the box, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to scour the earth for that one rare one that someone paid a hundred dollars for and they're going to kick your ass every time it comes out, you know? <laughs> um, Everything in the box, you use what's in the box, and you, you play it. There's, there's deck builders, and there's games where literally you just use what you, what you have and what, what's given to you. One of my favorite ones uh, that I have on, on the, the board game shelf of Pop Samurai here is Boss Monster. Yeah, Boss yeah, Monster. Awesome. It was so well done for me, right? And, yeah. it, and it had like a, a kind of theme that I really dug, which was like, you know, classic dungeon classic crawling, dunge- uh, dungeon you know, crawling. NES style yeah. games. Sure. So. Again, subgenre for every subgenre, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's present day. And again, when you're looking back, you know, stuff evolves, right? Someone someone looked at like those crazy trading card games and were like, "What if we could boil it down to the cards are in just the box, right?" Because I hate trying to find that rare card. What if they're yeah. all in the box already? You know? Yeah, and I mean, there's such a market for those trading cards too, and people, you know, you really see the claws come out when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some rare cards on the line or something. But with the with the deck builders, that's personally one of my favorite mechanics. And you just see, you know, short games where you can boil it down into half an hour, an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, everyone's sort of on a level playing field to start that game, and it really ups the replayability too. Uh, well, let's 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 stick into the past for right now before we move to present stuff, right? Sure. Will for you, what got you full fledged into like oh, tabletop gaming is my thing? 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just like you guys, I started out with, you know, Monopoly, getting my butt kicked by grandma and stuff like that. <laughs> you got, um, you have to, uh, re- you know, refinance your mortgage there, oh, sonny man. boy. <laughs> you can't, you can't just walk around Damn on it, my grandma. property. You, Damn you, baby boomers charging pass, me such rent. Do not pass go. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but you know, when I sort of got past that, I, uh, I dabbled with a lot of board gaming in uh, college, and I found myself falling in love weird. with, like <laughs> the uh, the gateway drug of board gaming, which yeah. is uh, Settlers of Catan. Oh yeah, yes. everyone yeah. was everyone has a Settlers uh, story. It's a good like medium between Monopoly and you know the more advanced stuff, um, and we we played that you know some Carcassonne, a lot of those other sort of Euro games a lot and. Uh, between there and now, I went to a couple conventions and started volunteering with uh, AEG, like I said, and just it's become more and more of uh, a good way to engage with my friends and uh, meet new people. And I, you know, I just whatever's new, whatever's on the horizon, I'm always excited for and it. And from there, you tr- wanted to try every single chocolate bite under the under the sun. <laughs> you know, every it. single game you could get your hands on. Oh, dude, I'm I'm actually uh, maybe it's a little delusional, but I'm looking forward to potentially trying to create a prototype sometime oh, wow. in the y- future. You and me both, buddy. So. I've had that I've had that thought in my mind boiling for a long time. The, the dream, fives, the dream. Yes, absolutely. When I realized how hard coding might be, I was like, ah, just do tabletop gaming. <laughs> I, I can write. <laughs> dude, I, I write code for a living, and I don't even want to make exactly. a video game. Exactly. <laughs> Got to put in a uh, lot of time. Joe, let's have you jump in for a little bit here because I know that you you're you're basically a man of the past. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks for you. <laughs> how, how deep into uh, actual tabletop did you go um, before you like kind of fell off for a little bit? Um, well, you know, a lot of it had to do with uh, party games. So not, and I know like, you know, that's a very general term. But um, anything from, and I know this is going to sound shameful, but you got to remember this still fits the category, um, Cards Against Humanity, oh, things God. like that. Um, <laughs> no, I, shame. Well, no shame. No yeah. judgment for <laughs> Cards no Against Humanity. I <laughs> <only> judge, <laughs> there's only judgment when we're playing the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. In the no, game. Well, well, I'm just thinking, um, you know, uh, I probably haven't played a, a serious new game within the past two years or so. No, so we need to that, change that. I know. And, I know. and now for a, a commercial break from our sponsors while we go <laughs> yeah, play yeah, a board exactly. game with Joel. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> it's been five hours. <laughs> no, but I'm looking over I'm looking over at Jelani's collection here, and I have played Boss Monster. I have played uh, Betrayal on uh, um, House on uh, the Hill. The box is literally right there. He's reading the box. I am, I am, right I, am I am. But I'm also seeing... He needs his reading here. glasses. <laughs> I, well, it's funny, though, because I'm looking at some of these, and I'm like, I didn't know they existed so we're looking at you know also like attack on titan and you were mentioned before that it's like you can have almost for every every Mm -hmm. single thing and i'm impressed actually by a lot of these and they 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 all look like they'd probably be a lot of fun (laughs) um but uh there's a lot of fun games out there but yeah like so again going back what was like before you fell off yeah well how deep did you go well i had a friend uh that uh i was going to college with and uh occasionally college 
Well, yeah, but remember, I'm like re-college and still college and forever college. So um, uh, when I was doing my undergrad uh, this last time around, um, I had a buddy who he would have game night and he would always pull out something new. And I don't even remember like half of them, to be honest, because we played so many of them. Uh, but he was also into magic. So we ended up I ended up revisiting that after years of giving that up. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of like expansion since then. And um uh, but you know, we used to get drunk playing some of these games, and so, like I said, I don't remember all. End the up details. in an opium den, yeah, like exactly. high stakes magic games, oh and God. like <laughs> no. But that's that when I when I left off at like I said just a few years ago, I was really I noticed um, that things had really taken off quite a bit. It's mm-hmm. it's vastly different than it was say, you know, ten years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, it now is a very common thing that people have a lot of um, tabletop games at their house or um, know people that do them and do them seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm impressed to learn that uh, Will is very engulfed in this. Uh, you know, that that's a really about cool that thing. Board game life. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a hard life. Well, but, uh... <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. It's like, you know, if I could come up with a number of games that I've played, I probably played like 50 games, something like that. But now I would love to ask you, how many have you played? <laughs> oh, geez. I, I would be ashamed to know the actual number. I've, I mean, I've probably played at least in the couple of hundreds of wow. games. Wow. That's at least impressive. at least in three digits in the last year. So. <laughs> in the last year. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, you go to, so um, like I mentioned, volunteering for a company, I've had the uh, good fortune of being sent to some of the conventions and every moment that I'm not working those conventions, I'm out on the floor demoing new games. Sure. Um, so just, hey, you've got something new that I've never seen before? Why, sure, I'll step right on up and give it a try. And uh, I'm a sucker for any new mechanics or anything that's even remotely fresh. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll just be right in your pocket at that mm. point. <laughs> Like that's 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 some tasty board game, uh, tabletop gaming. Uh, mm, yes, there, mm, <laughs> popping mm, fresh, fresh. That that is something. I guess you know, bringing it to the present. Uh, one thing is funding. No, why no, not? Joking. Okay. <laughs> if you don't, if you stay don't, we, we can stay. Yeah, never I grow up. Well, uh, no, yeah, no, I know. Continue. Go ahead. Uh, I was thinking that uh, um, that that's a big part of. Uh, well, I mentioned it before. He said that, uh, which is. Funding. How do they get funding to actually produce these games? And I'm sure you've seen that there's a lot of crowdfunding in, in a lot of these more independent uh, or, or people just pulling it out of their own pocket to get it going. Absolutely. I mean, Kickstarter revolutionized how games are made. Exactly. Um, now, instead of, you know, just hearing about what they decided to greenlight coming around the bend, uh, you can actually vote with your money to uh, support different companies and different game makers. And anybody with a half-baked idea can, you know, throw together a project and try to get it funded. And so a lot of people would think that would dilute the quality of the market. But really, in my experience, the cream rises to the top. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's almost an overload of how much good stuff is just out there right now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. As we now move over to the pre- well, before we move to the present, let me talk about like my transition. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so no, it's fine. It's okay. You just cut me off. It's all right. <laughs> I I swerved out of the way and I cursed you, cursed you, and called you a dick. But uh, so 
for me, uh, not much more different than you, right, uh, Joel, where I maybe over my, my lifetime have played double digits in the versions of games, but mm-hmm. have always had an interest, right? Um, growing up, that, you know, the, the, the weird, not the weird, but like the, the awkward kid who's like, I like games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I like how mechanics work. Mm-hmm. And um, like, like you said, Milton Bradley uh, kind of grew up in that world and played it with the family and... Eventually, there was like games that came out. They were really weird. That that uh, started like bringing mechanics. I was like, "This is what a game can be. It's not. Mm. It's not sorry. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I'm in trouble or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. other stuff. Uh, one of, so one of my <laughs> one of my earliest memories uh, of of gaming, uh, tabletop gaming, is this game called Vampire Hunter. And uh, it is, I believe it's it, it is a Milton Bradley. I have it somewhere hidden in this in the shelf somewhere because I had to track it down. It is a game where you are vampire hunters and you have to get to the one side of the board where Dracula's coffin is. But as you're traveling through his castle, um, you have to collect the three items that you need to kill him, garlic, a steak, and some silver or something like that. And the key thing that made this game crazy is you had to play it in the dark because it came with a tower that was a little lantern that switched between red light and blue light and it changed the the outlook of the board, which was... It blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys wouldn't believe, right? And from there, I uh, kind of just like, oh, I want to know more about games. And that, uh, you know, led to me trying to figure out, what, what, so what what can can a game be, right? Mm-hmm. A- and looking at different mechanics, but also not knowing where to get them. So, like, I've only ever been to my local Toys R Us um, mm-hmm. before, oh, you know, sadly, R.I.P. Yeah. Forever, <laughs> pour one out for them, uh, for the homies. Mm-hmm. But they only had, like, Milton Bradley games. But, like, eventually there'd be one that had a weird mechanic to it. I remember when the Jumanji movie came out, they had the Jumanji board game, and literally had to shove a card in the middle just to see what it was written on the card. And that was, yep. like, a, the weird mechanic about it. And... Uh, from there, kind of just took off of just like, oh, I want to know more about different things or games that I've played before that have different mechanics, you know? I've, you know, I've had so many different versions of life oh, yeah. and, and Monopoly and, and different things that eventually I was like, well, I want to know more. And then eventually step into the world of like, oh, what is that? Is that, is that a shop that says board game? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then going in there and just like, oh, this is a new world. Yeah, you know? and absolutely. From that point, we come to the present. And the present day is a, it's a brand new world out there. Uh, seeing the leaps and bounds from back in the day to now, mm-hmm. right? And you hear stories of like some of the big, like, you know, more, more, uh, what's the word, mainstream board games where they had trouble like at the, at the beginning trying to get picked up by a, a title. Like I think Trivia Pursuit had that problem at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing it, it's like, okay, like you said, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, you know, uh, people putting up ideas and people having prototypes of, of cool games. I've seen so many great concepts of games that I was like, I've crossed my fingers and I can't wait. Bring me into this world mm-hmm. of, of tabletop gaming, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, you, you'll you see something out there that you just can't get enough of, um, and you'll go all in on it. And, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. I, I don't want to make it sound like this is like a gilded age of 
anybody can it, make it, anything. That's right. It's the same thing with with uh, video games. It, it's you can't it's, it, you can't just jump uh, all in and, and think it, oh it's all gonna work out. Like there's some there's some some leaps uh, hurdles you have to go over for it. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we still get a chance to see some really good products. And even if we don't get those to the market, maybe just putting your ideas out there, it's going to spark something in someone else. The, the sharing of ideas is another thing that kind of gets overlooked on these platforms. Um, inspiration is, is so powerful. And maybe you just, you're cruising the game section and you see that one idea and it just grips you, you, you know? Just float on over to it and you just want it. You yeah. Know? It's like a, like a cartoon pie in the window and exactly. the scent just That's like right. you follow drifts it, you, you follow over to it. Grandma board game com- comes walking out and is like, come on in, sugar. Come on in and play this board game. You <laughs> Sounds can, you can, you just can, like my grandma. Get yourself a little bit of board game. <laughs> you know, that's ironic that... Uh, <laughs> We're ta- All right, so we're talking about the present. I remember going into a Walmart like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, they don't just have Milton Bradley anymore. No, they don't. They're trying hard because they realize that market's gotten huge. <laughs> That's one of the things I was really surprised about. Like, all of a sudden, the turnaround, now the general store will have, like, you know, uh, be- uh, betrayal uh, yeah. at the house yeah. on the hill. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And... Uh, and s- Multiple editions of Settlers Cards of Against Humanity. Yeah, exactly. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Settlers is there. And, and you see just a plethora of games. It's like, wow, I'm, that's something I didn't expect to see outside of like a actual like tabletop gaming shop, you know? And it's slowly coming out of the shadows and into the mainstream. Exactly, exactly. Now, for you, you I mean, you volunteer with, uh, I'm sorry, a, AEG. AEG, mm-hmm. right? And uh, for you... Mm-hmm. What does the landscape look like right now for you for tabletop gaming? Well, I th- I think uh, unfortunately I'm a bit biased in that I you know I go to these cons and I see everything that's out there, so I just see you know the market burgeoning with uh, potential and with new ideas and new games. Um, I'm seeing good new mechanics that I'm excited to see gain steam, so that other people can take them and use them in their games and make them even better. So I think right now the outlook is bright. I think uh, it's a great time to be a gamer. And um, if I if I could offer maybe one criticism of the gaming uh, movement, of the gaming community, is that, you know, sometimes in our fervor for these new games, we can kind of trample on each other and maybe, you know, not be as kind to each other as we need to be. And so I want to make sure everyone's being inclusive with their gaming. If you know someone who's fired up about gaming, bring them into it. Don't ever, you know, close that door because all we need is more players and this is just going to keep growing and growing. Yes. Uh, future's yes. bright. Yeah. I, uh, in recent times, I can't believe how often now I hear that, like, people are just regular, just people I, I run into in the street, just like they're saying out in the street, just like, hey, I played a board game today, you know, mm-hmm. or just people or friends were just like, yeah, I played that or I played that. It was like, you have? You've <laughs> played this? People you wouldn't even expect. expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you walk into their house and there's a there's a shelf, like you said earlier. Yeah, everyone has a shelf now. And it's great. And it's, it's, it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful time. Um, and the mechanics are constantly evolving, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's 
still tweaking some of the stuff and, and things are, are getting more crazy. Some things are getting more simplified and like it goes, it waxes and wanes between that. And mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing just, just these games that some of them really, really catch on fire for a moment. And yeah. like uh, uh, for, for you, Will, right now, what is your game right now? Uh, my game that I can't stop playing enough of is called uh, The Captain is Dead. I've demoed oh, it a couple of times. I have seen it. <laughs> uh, it's it's this co-op game. Uh, it, it happens to be by the company that I rep. Uh, so, you know, full disclosure there. Uh, but it's this co-op game uh, where the basic premise is you're a ship's crew and you're being attacked by aliens and your ship is exploding and your captain is dead. Spoiler alert. And uh, you have to sort of pull together and maintain your ship just long enough to fix the jump drive and get away to safety. Mm. And the art style is just out there. It's really crazy. It's like this sort of cubist uh, inspired art style. And the flavor is really good. And the gameplay is really tight. And it scales well in difficulty, which we haven't hit on much yet. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, a good amount of variety for difficulty levels uh coming into the market now too so this one scales very well and so i just can't seem to put this one down it's actually i think it was a 2014 release Mm -hmm. and it's it's still hot in my mind nice nice now uh joel you're you're not you're not playing with us in the in the present time a lot um right now because you're not you're not about that board game life right now but (laughs) not right now not right now i mean you could be it's it's fine you could you could be better as a person um, yes. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. No, but for you, like uh, when you did play mm-hmm. uh, games, what was your genre? What was the game, the type of game that you really enjoyed the most? Like mystery ones, mystery ones. Like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, advanced clue. Yeah. Advanced Clue. <laughs> I, for, I, for, I forget what the new one is. It's Mysterium? Is that the one that's like Advanced Clue? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, there are so many Clue and mystery games out there, guys. But yes, the. the so mystery games. Yeah, you. yeah, like anything where you're you're actually like you know somebody's sitting there. Oh, what was this? Is this what was the spy one where somebody's a spy, and um, you don't know who it is and you can't give it away. Um, uh, so the, there's one that I know of that. Uh, you thinking of the resistance? The resistance. Is it resistance? resistance yeah, which I have. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where there's a traitor among the group, yes, and you yes, have yes, to yes, yes, yes. That's vote it. for passing or failing missions. Mm-hmm. That is a that, and uh, for me, that leads to me. Thank you so much for the layup oh. there, buddy. <laughs> um, but that leads to me. Like one of my favorite mechanics is the traitor mechanic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's it's. Sometimes it pulls off so well. Like mm-hmm. uh, when playing betrayal, yep. um, that's one of the key things. Where like literally your group, uh, it's it's a B horror movie setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going through a house, you know, and uh, eventually someone turns out to be the traitor halfway yeah. through the game. Yeah, and they, and get, they don't they, even know it to start yeah. out. And which they, is they get one of their own. Wonderful. They get the traitor instruction booklet, and they mm-hmm. they get everything they need to know about it. You know, you, you shun them off into the other room and throw stuff at them, and no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe that's just my gaming group that does that. It's fun. It's but fun. Uh, yeah, actually, um, so I'm I'm kind of excited. I don't know if you're aware of this game's existence, but uh, Betrayal uh, at Baldur's Gate. Have oh, you heard about no, this? No, I have not. What yeah, is so they, they reskinned Betrayal, and it's more than a reskin. They also you know updated some mechanics, and obviously, flavor-wise, it's very different, but uh, it's actually... You know, as you would imagine, a uh, a properly like in the world of D and D sort of thing. Really, 
yeah, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Uh, it looks fantastic. I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, but I've looked through it pretty extensively, and it looks fantastic. I want to let you know, Will, I've never been turned on by another man's voice ever <laughs> until oh, this Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. No, but yeah, that sounds amazing. And I, I love it when they, again, you have a subgenre for every subgenre, right? So they, mm. they can take the concept of a game, edit it, tweak it, and move it to another setting, right? Yeah. And th- th- that's what I find really great about some of these games. Uh, w- recently, one of the games I really loved, um, I'm forgetting the company's name, I forgive me, but they, they, had, uh, f- they had a game called Forbidden Island. Yes. Right? It's uh, a wonderful game where you're, instead of, ex- you guys are explorers going around these, this, I have it somewhere on, the, on my shelf somewhere. Um, you're going around the island, and the island is slowly sinking. What's the what's the company that name? is that is uh, Game Right? Game Right that makes Forbidden Island, nice. and I knew that all on my own without good, grabbing good, it off good, his good. shelf. Nice. Yes, and cool. so <laughs> you guys are just going around and working together. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of Pandemic, which was yeah. very similar, but very you know streamlined. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're trying to gather these four treasures before the island sinks, right? And from there, they evolved the game to Forbidden Desert, which yes. was more steampunky, mm-hmm. and it not it didn't incorporate the same mechanic of the, oh the island's sinking. No, it, the mechanic is now you're traveling around this desert trying to find these lost parts, mm-hmm. and the desert is constantly shifting and moving around, and you're trying to locate them with the sands that are constantly moving, and that was really cool. You know, mm-hmm. where you see the concepts and you see things like where things like that where things can transition from what they were and evolve and change to something brand new. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're trying to target one of those uh, sub-genres or sub-fandoms uh, or whatever we were talking about before, sorry, I already forgot the uh, the term we kept yelling, but it's it's a really good way to appeal to new groups and bring them into a game. Mm. If you think you have something special, I mean, there have to be at least 10 different versions of pandemic now there's you know cthulhu pandemic mm-hmm, and which is not the same as regular pandemic right you know? there's pandemic on uh there's on the brink there's contagion where you play as the virus mm-hmm. i mean there are just so many different ways that you can take a good idea and get everyone else on board with it exactly exactly and that's that's what's really great about this like new landscape we're seeing games evolve tweaked changed Mm-hmm. People being inspired by them. Um, uh, again, the Kickstarter and GoFundMe era of people of the indie market, like, and people are trying to make prototypes and things like that. So it's it's awesome. I I enjoy the landscape we're in right now. Yeah, like I I think like right now we're seeing the whole geek culture become the mainstream thing. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that's what's really great about it. You know, um, real quick. Uh, shout outs of some of your favorite games, uh, things that, that like oh. people, we recommend to people highly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, by the people who make uh, Cards Against Humanity, at least some of that team, uh, there's a game called Secret Hitler. Oh. Uh, and that one's yes. really awesome. That's yes. very similar to like the Resistance that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. That one's always on on the front of my shelf. Um, Mystic Veil is uh, another AEG game. Uh, this is a deck builder, like we were talking about earlier, but it introduces card crafting into the deck building world, which is a really interesting combination. 
Um, and then what's, let's see if I can think of one more for you. Um, okay, so this one's a really old, actually, uh, Euro game. It's called Patchwork. I find myself pulling it out all the time. It's such a weird game. You're actually making a quilt. And it's player versus player, head-to-head, two-player. Um, and it's, it's almost like Tetris, where you're filling in this, qu- this quilt and uh, trying to score buttons, which are the points and the currency mm. in the game. It sounds really weird, but super replayable, super enjoyable. I recommend that one if you can find it. That's cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Joe, we're going to skip over you because you don't play games right now. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, people out there, if you guys can get a hand, your hands on it, um, one of my favorite games that I, I, I play is called uh, Samurai Spirit. And if people who know me, who've listened to Pop Samurai, again, Pop Samurai, um, one of my favorite oh, yeah. movies of all time is Seven Samurai. And mm-hmm. this board game or this tabletop game is is based around that concept where you can go up to seven players and each player plays a different samurai and everyone has a special power and you're trying to protect this little tiny village from mm-hmm. these uh, from these bandits that are, you know, uh, represented by this deck of cards that have like a different bandit on each one. Mm-hmm. And so... You, tr- you have to work together. And it's very hard. Usually games like this are where it's very hard to win. Yeah. There's like one way to win and like five ways to die or something like that. You know, it, it, and of course, you can scale the difficulty. You can throw every bandit at you and if you wanted to with some generals, things like that. And of course, hard, you know. Yeah. But isn't that the one you said like you've only won once or not even? I don't yeah, know. I played it. I've played it so many, I constantly pull it out, and a, a group of friends of mine we would constantly play it, and we've won once, and that oh, may man. have been on a fluke because <laughs> I may have pulled the wrong card at the wrong time. But so if you liked then, that Facebook post of him telling everyone he finally beat it, <laughs> go take your like back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one's got an asterisk. That's on it. right. That's right. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> uh, from there, uh, some shout-outs to some other games. Uh, if anybody likes the Cthulhu type of mythology, sure. um, but have like been like like me, have been daunted by like Arkham Horror, the game where it's like that's it's that's game. something to get into. Um, you can jump into Elder Sign, which is a very yeah. streamlined game where you're uh, kind of in the setting of Cthulhu the world, where you're in this museum and your group of uh, researchers trying to stop the coming of this god, uh, mm-hmm. depending on which one you decide to uh, fight against, and mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to solve different mysteries, and it's a lot of rolling of the dice. So it's 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 a fun game. So that's one that's very streamlined for people, and one that I just came in contact with that uh, came out a little while ago, but I'm highly interested in hoping to get soon. Uh, Mountains of Madness. Uh, oh. That is based on the uh, in the same Cthulhu world, based on the book Mountains of Madness by H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, and uh, you are these explorers who are scientists, explorers, whatever, climbing this mountain, and uh, slowly madness uh, starts enveloping your group, and uh, they start uh, giving you special. Uh, madness cards that uh, people have to uh, obey. So some people can only speak in rhyme at certain points, or right. you can only speak uh, in in sentences of five words. So it's like you know you have to count on your fingers, like uh, making sure you're not going over that limit or under that limit. You can only speak in this you know this amount of words, or you can't use adjectives or you can't use verbs. And oh, it's like gosh. eventually it gets very crazy as they start to stack, and you're trying to 
you know, stave off this madness while trying to reach the the peak and the the summit of of the mountain. So it's it's <laughs> how it's, do I rhyme Cthulhu when I can't say any nouns? Exactly. <laughs> what so am I supposed it, to it's, do? It's hilarious. So th- that's one I got to shout out for you guys out there. So it's really. And cool. of course, there's a plethora of stuff. Go to, go support your local uh, board game shop. Support the local companies. Mm-hmm. Support support everybody in the board game and the uh, tabletop community. Right. So future talk. Yes. Future. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the landscape could be leading to, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. For me, I see it as uh, uh, tabletop gaming is right now uh, entering mainstream, the zeitgeist. Everyone's seeing it now. It's it's the hot thing. And now we're seeing the indie market come up and we're starting to see all these, you know, these hot young young bucks coming in with the with their new you know, fangled uh, six shooter games, whatever. I don't know what you're to call them. And uh, <laughs> what I'm seeing it lead to is a complete saturation of tabletop gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Where it not only surpasses where it's not just a geeky thing, I think it's a mainstream thing now, yeah. right? Where it's, I can see it leading to a point where, you know, it's on a level maybe even surpassing video games um, because anyone can get into a tabletop game, right? And it's a lot easier because as technology grows and things like that, some people want just simple things. And what's simpler than throwing a card game on the table? What's simpler than throwing rolling dice? You Mm -hmm. know, Um, I can see it being something where I see it, in my local Walmart now. I can see it at the general stores. And now uh, I think we're going to have a point where, like, like I said, everybody everybody has a shelf. And uh, that's a world I'd love to live in. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's, what you about know, you? It's, as you said, um, it's starting to bring in people who aren't traditionally you know, gamers. And we see all these different disciplines that are now getting involved in making a game. I mean, it's not just enough anymore to have a, have a decent flavor or a decent mechanic. You've got to have a killer art style now, Mm -hmm. and you've got to make sure that it, you know, appeals to people who want to play solo or want to play in a group, uh, people who want to be competitive or people who don't. And you see um, also people who kind of want more than just, cards on the table and don't get me wrong i i love card games but you're starting to see the introduction of companion apps second screen uh even sort of a melding of video games and board games i mean we've had skylanders Mm -hmm. for a couple years now i mean i know that's kind of a little childish but that is actually really cool tech Mm -hmm. and it's augmented reality reality. i I have a i have a (laughs) friend (laughs) i believe who's working on an augmented reality uh dnd module and that's you know it's even that is more open to people so if you have something in your imagination that you think you can bring to life that maybe you couldn't a couple of years ago. It's a great time to re-examine that and maybe give it a try. I th- I'm I'm gonna create this new persona of my of my uh, for me where mm-hmm. I'm like the Willy Wonka of board games. Yes, you know? I love this. You know, I'm gonna I'll, I'll work on the songs right now, guys. I don't have them yet, but I mean, I'm I'm thinking, you know, purple suits and stuff like that. Oh, you know, man. And just a cane and weird 
weird mechanics to games. Okay, but if you have to like start eating the cards, I think I'm out. <laughs> I think I that's know. where I draw the I line. I don't know. Well, let me ask one question really quick about the future of this, because one thing I did notice um, was that the complexity was getting higher and higher with different games, and mm-hmm. that was something we did want to touch on, which is the, the difficulty levels of these. Yeah. Um, some of them are extremely complex. I mean, others, yes, you can just pick up, and everybody there can play it, and you'll be done in a half hour with a you know very simple mechanics. But um, do you guys think that the future of this is really really elaborate games that um like you know i'm just trying to say what is the farthest reaches you could kind of take this I, obviously i want a mousetrap in real life where like we're on the board and i'm walking around they're like oh no mousetrap rube goldberg machine is, is oh. gonna trap me i gotta go roll that <laughs> dice thank god you clarified because i was gonna tell you that they sell those for like 69 cents at the corner store okay. <laughs> mousetraps they're they're actually yeah, nice. based real on a real yeah. life concept um <laughs> Um, I think fortunately there's always going to be uh, a space for people who just want to be casual, Yeah. but we're now seeing more and more demand for complexity, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, and I think that's great. It really lets developers just unleash what they're thinking and they know that someone's going to be crazy enough to try it. Well, it's almost like writing, say a novel or something or writing yeah. fiction where you can, I mean, I've seen some of the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, rule books are pretty darn complex for some of these games and it's, it's fun to read it. It's like, you can see the thought process that they were going through while creating this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's so many layers to it. There's so many different, um, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I just, I think it's, it's you can take it another step um, further than you, I, or at least that's what I've been seeing. It gets a step further every time uh, um, new people come out and new ideas, and you bring. This was something that uh, Will mentioned before, which is you you can actually uh, take from each game and kind of pull a little bit from here and there and combine it to make it into your own. And uh, adding all those different mechanics allows you to really make a very big and complex game potentially, or mm-hmm. not that complex, but have a variety of different um, fun traits, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, um, the, the thing that kind of limits people is either, you know, a, a giant nasty rule book, a giant gnarly, like never going to get through it sort of a thing, or just not knowing anyone who's ever played. But now we're seeing an entire genre of like YouTubers and oh, yeah, yeah, podcasts yeah. who will mm-hmm. come out and actually, you know, demo the game. They'll, they'll play it and they'll teach you rules just that you can go on and watch and mm-hmm. they're, you know, Twitch streams and everything. So the barrier to entry even to be one of these deeper, more complex gamers is getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Yes, very so. much. And Will, you're always welcome to come come over and play anytime and oh well, we'll thank have, you we'll have to uh, uh, yeah you guys joel again God, oh yeah, yeah get certainly. him in here <laughs> so hey, that's, I'm what, down. that's what'll happen I'm there. Down. yeah uh the the future is bright for tabletop gaming and i'm i'm happy for it so uh you know what? thank you guys so much for joining us here uh well, i appreciate you coming on that's it's been really great hopefully you'll come back again and uh join us for some other topics and cool things yeah um, it's been a blast Folks out there, thank you so much for listening. You can find us all over the place, popsamerynetwork.com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, anything like that, you can send them over to popsamerynetwork at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook at Pop Samurai, and at Pop Samurai Cast on Twitter. And uh, for folks out there who are looking for more information on all the things Pop Samurai, go to our 
Pop Samurai website, popsamurainetwork.com, uh, but also visit the new Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Network, as uh, we are gearing up to do some more cool things in gaming, hopefully tabletop gaming as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do have our live show uh, going on. And of course, people out there who have been paying attention to our social media have known that our schedule has changed a little bit. Um, so Pop Aficionados will be releasing every Wednesday now, and uh, Pop Contention will be coming out every Friday for you folks out there. Uh, keep an eye out. Check it out on our website and social media. Find out more about that. And, uh, you know, thank you guys so much here for joining us. It's been your host, Jelani Hoon. Joel Paparaki. And special guest. Will Washkun. Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time, same Pop Samurai channel.